0: Om Sri Sairam Prashanti Sandesh Hundred and Sixth Episode welcomes you. Thank you very much for listening to our podcast talks. I wish that you should evince the same keen interest in. Future also. Let us discuss certain facts. Because we we don't recognize facts and we take them for granted. It's not always true. It's absolutely necessary to remind ourselves of these bare facts. Some of them I would like to place before them, before you. Pleasure is momentary. All of us know that. Yet, we forget. Yet, we are carried away by that momentary pleasure. While at the same time, bliss is eternal immortal but unfortunately we choose pleasure instead so it is said that to live in pleasure is a waste of life should we waste of life because of these momentary pleasures we should covet that which Will never leave us. Even death cannot snatch away. That is the bliss. The question may come what is the use of it? How am I to know? If you enjoy the bliss, you'll get out of mob psychology. You will not join the crowds, no. You will have your own individual thinking. You will not be foolish once again. And your earning for that eternal bliss will be increasing day by day. This is a, a bare fact that we should cognize in the beginning. And supposing... I did something in the past and I realized it and I do something now, keeping the past in my background. This in a way is a reaction from the past. And reaction from the past is not freedom, no. On your own, you will never be free. You have got to understand this fact. Sometimes some people feel, I follow my path, I have been doing this, I will never deviate from that, I am accustomed to that, I am tuned to that. They go on defending, pleading, their own path or their own practice. This we can take it that, They are imprisoned in their ego. If you hold on, if you cling on, that is an expression of your ego. And of all the imprisonments, getting imprisoned in one's own ego is worst of all. And so, it cannot be independence And it cannot be freedom, no. Because you have got imprisoned, how can you be free? This uh, is another fact of life. So, sometimes Bhagawan calls us, or rather gives us a new name. He used to call one boy, they say, Gopal, Gopal. His name is not Gopal. He hails from a royal family, he is our former student, he calls him Gopal. Not only that, Swami gives different names altogether. This He did in Shirdi. Shirdi Bhagawan is known for giving names like that which are not our original names. How should we take it? It is the beginning of the involvement of our Master in our life. Till then, we have been treated as a guest, as an outsider. As we go closer and closer, he gives you a new name. Which means it is the beginning of His involvement. And Bhagavan wants to contact our deepest core. He is involved in me. That satisfaction you have. Well, it doesn't matter sometimes uh, to make fun of you, also gives names. I know Swami calling a very short boy, all right, three mangoes come here mango Mangos is not his name. And he used to call another boy who is very tall. All right, coconut, come here. <laughs> you know, all people laugh. In other words, it is a psychological penetration. He goes deeper and deeper into your mind. It has, it has a message that can transform all your whole life. Here, three mangoes means you are a short fellow, as we understand, as we see that boy. Meaning, you cannot be conditioned, you cannot be narrow-minded. Come out of that, maybe the implied message. When he calls another boy, are a coconut, meaning, by just any severe wind, coconut trees fall. So don't fall like that by the challenges of life, maybe an implied message. Therefore, there is a message that can transform your whole life. And we come closer and closer to Bhagawan. It is the beginning of a great journey, a spiritual journey. And a seed that is sown Let us cooperate. It grows into a tree and blossoms in full. And then we will understand how we are enriched by our closeness to Swami. In other words, this kind of influence must become your lifestyle. Influence of Swami should become our lifestyle. Because it cannot be limited to a day or bhajan time, no. And then another fact is also this. Swami gives dreams to many people, blesses them with dreams, and many people are proud of that. Many people don't get dreams also. Some get dreams. Why? Because you have got full faith in a dream and the dream attracts you and you love and so forth he blesses you with a dream. And some person may have some spiritual powers because he wants to have or possess the spiritual powers to demonstrate and publicize. Okay? He gives them. And then, in some cases, their kundalini is awakened. They will find their inner light. Yes. So, all these are the ways, ways and techniques of Bhagavan to make you move. To make you move. Because you are stagnating your life. You should move. And for that movement you need to be motivated. Blessing with a dream or spiritual powers, awakening your kundalini or whatever, is only to motivate motivate you so that you may move. Movement is very necessary. Movement is vital. Movement is dynamic and it is. Real thing. It is the real thing. The moment does not mean it is a goal. No. Moment is not a goal. It is journey. Just a journey. Just a journey. And the, the very journey itself is very good. Very beautiful. Because journey towards the goal is very, very beautiful as we know. Therefore, movement has to be motivated by Bhagavan himself as our divine master. Very soon we realize that we don't need to go anywhere, anywhere. You will be delighted. You will be ecstatic wherever you are, wherever you are. Every movement is an experience of the eternal, of the eternal. That is timeless, immeasurable divinity. And in the process, all resistances will disappear. There will be no more of resistance because you are in a blissful state. There begins an opening of a new door to our life that is the door of truth the door of truth this is another fact of life that i thought of bringing to attention sometimes we also feel that what swami says is more important than what our mind brands no Swami's word, Swami's command, Swami's teaching is more and more and important to be followed, not your mind and thought process. If you encounter a conflict between Swami's command and your own thought, we have to say no to our mind and follow the Master. It has to be done in any case. So, as humans, we may be sometimes open to Swami, sometimes we are closed. uh, uh, Again, open. We may be open to Swami. Surprisingly, we may close. And again, come back to open our hearts. It gives us lot of worry why is it happening no sir let us take it in a very common way it is not a sensitive issue at all let us you let rest as you I mean you take day and night you take this in a natural way then you will not be worried this is another fact let me move on to another fact Never decide when you are in a negative phase. When our desires are not fulfilled, we don't feel like visiting Prashantinalayam. When Swami doesn't give us Padramuskar, we turn negative. When we don't get interviews, yes, we turn to negativity. Yes, in that state of negativity, never decide anything, please. Because it is a negative phase you are through. If you act, there will be a moment when you need to repent for having taken action in a negative mood. It implies that we have to decide when we are in a positive mood. That is very important. Let us decide in a happy mood. Yes. We need to be happy. And we have to understand and wait. Then we can be very successful in life. And then in this very waiting and understanding, love will move, will help you to understand better and better. And it's also (coughs) most (coughs) most gratifying to know that Swami accepts both of our feelings. Sometimes we have all love for Swami when all our desires are fulfilled. Sometimes we are very angry with him because non-fulfillment of desires or Swami uh, is giving importance to another fellow whom I do not like. Swami is favoring those people whom I do not like but whatever your feelings may be based on love or anger Swami simply accepts whatever may be. And actually, love mixed with all ugly things, (coughs) ugly things. Sometimes we hate him. Sometimes we love him. Why? Because we have all problems and they express themselves in these two ways, love and hate. So, let us accept the bundle of problems to our own self and do not express them in the spiritual field. Sometimes we are dejected when promotions are delayed. And sometimes when our bosses are not favorable, well, we are completely upset completely bitter, then what happens? We carry this bitterness and project on to the Divine Master. That's why people say, I had a beautiful darshan today. Can there be beautiful darshan and ugly darshan? No. It's only your projection. When you are beautiful, when you are blissful, the darshan is blissful. So, let us not project our own bitterness on the master under any circumstances. We throw all our things on him, good and bad. No. And then moreover, a great experience will make you move into heights. A great experience. Otherwise, it might even make you fall into valleys of negativity. We know many people who are very much favored, very much encouraged, exposed, made popular. Well, they move to heights. The day when they are losing their chances, the day when Bhagavan started started testing them, they fall into the valley of negativity. So, it is a natural thing. Yes. So, sometimes we may be condemned. All right. Why should we think that we will all be appreciated? No. And then, it is also very beautiful that we feel like coming back to Swami. Though we are completely depressed, in a negative mood. By the time you come back, all will pass out. All will pass. Now you are normal. So, by the time we come back here, the feeling of love for Swami will come again. In other words, after all, life is a wheel that goes on moving, sometimes close, sometimes away. So, it implies that at one time or another, we have got to drop the whole mind, because good and bad, disturbance or bitterness, that's how the mind gains. We have got to give up this mind game completely. And when once we are back to Swami, when we see Him, we are enchanted by His presence. And we forget all our personality. We never think of our faults. We never think of our limitations. We think of him, not our faults. What a beautiful thing is. It only means you are thrown back into yourself. He will see you as you are. You begin to see yourself as you are. So, drop all your moods. Drop all your moods, all those that disturb you. Yes. Between me and my Swami, there is neither love or hate linked with my desire, ambitions and aspirations. No. I have gone beyond the love and hatred. <clears throat> now not simply because uh, there is a favorable time and hate because of bitterness no i am above that way i can i can come closer and closer to swami then i'll be in, in a mood of surrender what are you to surrender What are you to surrender? Negativity. Have that sweet positivity in you. Negative bitterness should be thrown out, should be given up. So, don't choose that or this. Because when once you say good, there is also bad in it. When once you say, there is also good. It's not a question of choice. It's a question of one package. One follows the other. If you choose the one, well, other will take its own vengeance. So, don't choose both. Then, they both disappear. This is the only way to make both of them disappear. We have to come to Swami with love and re- constantly remembering that example of a wheel. Nothing will remain. Everything will pass. Let us hate, anger, no. There should not be any hate or anger in you. There should be awareness. And this awareness should come out of love. And this love is is non-dual. Because if you just bring down the level of the love, the hate also will follow. As I said earlier, it's not like that when we come to Swami with love, the wheel turns. It is awareness. That is love. So, this is possible when we give up both. Next fact is this. In His presence, with no expectations, no desire, We'll see great beauty in it, yes, that is the real initiation, for that we need to be patient. You should be like a river, love that flows like a river, it should never stagnate, because stagnation is death love advances love dances but if it's not uh, allowed to move what happens it gets frozen and it is dead where is the love love is in the is in loving yes and here we should know that love is a noun and not a verb Otherwise, you take love for granted. With a master, love always flows. Then there is no compromise. It's not an agreement. And that love is not legal, no. It's open. One never knows what is going to happen. Then life is an adventure. This what youth is. You can be youthful forever and ever, for your whole life, in this process of movement. Sairam, we'll meet later.